You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Let me introduce you to DiscountLots.com. You can become a landowner for less than $500 down and in less than five minutes. You heard that right discount lots has transformed land ownership no more hefty down payments fees and credit score worries now imagine owning a piece of property with just a one dollar down payment and three hundred dollar documentation fee discountlots.com makes that possible and here's the kicker you will get an extra 10 percent off any property by using the promo code five that's the word five f-i-v-e Discount Lots makes land ownership accessible to everyone with no credit checks, no background checks, and no income checks. Go to DiscountLots.com today and make land ownership easy. Again, use the promo code 5FIVE for 10% off any property on the site, or you can just call 661-485-4086 and tell them the promo code to get started. That's 5-F-I-V-E. Get started and begin your dream of land ownership with DiscountLots.com. Welcome to OnlyFans Q&A Live, a question and answer show exclusive to OnlyFans and Miami Dolphins Discord server. Now here's your host, Alf. And we're on and welcome to Q&A Live. Q&A Live is a show that we do on our Discord OnlyFans. Now, how can you become a member of this discord you go to discord.gg slash onlyfans it's three dollars a month that's it it's half of a cup of coffee so come on in and experience the best miami dolphins community anywhere on discord or pretty much anywhere on this planet like if you've been on dolphin twitter and you know what what a dumpster fire that is or dumb or dolphin x whatever the hell that is then you kind of know that place is not right. And forget about Facebook, okay? Dolphin Facebook is just the biggest collection of morons ever assembled anywhere in this world. So, come join discord.gg slash OnlyFans. $3 a month. All right. As always, this show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Use the promo code 3, the number 3, Yards and of course, go to pricepicks.com slash three yards, the number three yards. And if you deposit a hundred dollars, you get a hundred dollars just for signing up. And it's a one time rollover. And if those for those of you that don't know of what they do in the industry, sometimes they'll tell you, Oh, you know, if you if you deposit a hundred bucks, you, you know, you'll get a hundred bucks, but then they make you roll it over a thousand times, which means you're gonna have to bet somewhere around a hundred thousand dollars inside of two or three days to be able to get the hundred bucks. They don't do that at prize picks. Okay. So use the promo code three yards, the number three yards, you deposit $100. You could essentially bet the hundred dollars and they give it back to you. So it's like a free $100. Do it. And of course, discountlots.com. You could call this number. Or you could go to discountlots.com and use the promo code five F I V E, or you can call six, six, one, four, eight, five, four, zero, eight, six, and find out how, land ownership is made 
Easy. All right, so it's uh, it's Broncos week, which means it's revenge week. What do you mean revenge week? It's the, it's the Broncos. They suck. No, no, it's... There's a lot going on this week, okay? Let's, let's, let's take it one at a time. Tua was first benched against the Denver Broncos, against Vic Fangio, actually, which leads us to Vic Fangio. He was fired, fired by the Denver Broncos, which leads us to Bradley Chubb. He was traded by the Denver Broncos, which leads us to Butch Barry, who they absolutely slandered on the way out. Mostly the the Denver media, but you know that they had the the go ahead from the the organization, and I can't I I can't even begin to say how stupid that was that Butch Barry crap was. There was a concerted effort online, and by some in the Denver media, to make sure to absolutely destroy this man's name to the point where they were actually. I, I, in my opinion, they, they made up things about him because there's no way that this man has been in football all this time. He comes down to Miami, and we have many interactions with him as the media. I've had at least three interactions with, with him in, in training camp. The guy's delightful. Now, yeah, is he gruff, and is he is he a screamer on the, on the field with, with his players? Yeah, sure. Uh, a lot of coaches are. But, like, he's nothing like he was portrayed. But more importantly, he's getting a lot out of what he's been given. So he's actually doing his job. All right, let's go over the... I'm pretty sure there's more There's more revenge in there. Of course, Sean Payton spent his entire broadcast career trashing Tua Tunga Bailoa, and I hope Tua hangs up 500 yards on his ass. Beats him by 40. But we have an injury report today, and it's kind of interesting. Uh, Denver's is short. Miami's is very, very long, which... Uh, there's a there's a metaphor in there somewhere, but Denver has Frank Clark as a DMP with his hip. He played 25 snaps last week. He was their their big free agent acquisition. Was supposed to help their their pass rush. Uh, hasn't borne fruit yet, and he's on a DMP on a Wednesday. Mike Purcell, really nice player, uh, nose tackle, also a DMP on a Wednesday. Justin Simmons, uh, hip injury, DMP. That one's important. Uh, Garrett Boyles, um, limited practice. I expect him to play. It's an ankle. Really good left tackle. Uh, on the Dolphins' side, we know what's going on with Savon Ackman. It's, it's groin. Um, did not participate. I do not expect him to play. Xavier Howard had a rest day, which they tend to have those. He's all right. Jalen Waddle is in the concussion protocol. He's in good spirits. The good news is he was spotted. The bad news is that he doesn't control whether he plays or not on Sunday. That is completely out of his control. Now, as far as the rest of the injury report, Torn Armstead, limited, as always. Elijah Campbell now shows up as limited, which means that he is getting a little run, and they could use him on special teams. Raquan Davis, limited practice with his wrist. It's a wrist injury. That's that's a tape job. Uh, Julian Hill, I don't think you're going to see too many tight ends in this offense. Uh, they've gotten into a pretty good rhythm in 21 personnel and in 11 personnel. Uh, Tyreek Hill has an ankle thing. He also had something that that was uh, that nobody noticed, but he wasn't on the on the injury report. But he had like a tape job on his calf. Uh, I'm told it was a cut. He had a cut against the uh, the Chargers on his calf. So no big deal there. 
Um, but that little ankle tweak that's probably that probably happened during um, practice this week. He's limited. Uh, Tyler Croft limited in practice. Same deal goes with, for him uh, as far as tight ends. You, I don't expect too many tight ends to to be playing. Uh, Jalen Phillips, uh, you know, he had a back issue last week. It just showed up on a Friday. He was limited today. You kind of want to see him get out there. And then all of a sudden, uh, Andrew Van Ginkle shows up with an ankle issue. I don't know where that was because he was looking fine uh, in the game and he was looking fine in the locker room afterwards. Uh, but he shows up on the injury report today. Uh, he was listed as limited. All right. And we're going to go to some questions from the audience and members of OnlyFans as we go over this game. This game, I think, has a little bit more juice than people are letting on. As I bring you up, uh, just identify yourself. Hey, Al. Hey. Captain. Hey, uh, one quick question. One thing. I live here in Denver now, so I'll give you a little dump from the local media. Apparently, whoever's going to be playing opposite Sertan 2 is a raging dumpster fire. We're probably going to destroy that side of the secondary. That was uh, They were talking about that on uh, QAM this morning. And the other thing was uh, apparently Butch, their big problem with Butch, according to the media here, was he didn't really coach coach. He just left notes for everybody, which apparently was true. But apparently whatever his life is in Miami, he likes to directly coach there. So that was the two big tidbits from Denver. I have two questions for you. One is, so far, two games in, you got to watch all the offseason stuff. What, if anything, really has surprised you so far? Uh, as far as what they've done or that yeah. I saw in either camp? Side, either, yeah, either side of the ball and what you've seen them do that maybe surprised you a little bit. Okay, it's really interesting because I spent all of camp saying, hey, man, they keep working on this short motion stuff. And they keep, <laughs> they keep running this short motion to the point where they're drilling it on the sidelines with the tight ends and with the wide receivers. Uh, now we see why they were doing so much of it in, in camp. So that was actually a thing. The other thing I saw a lot of in camp that hasn't actually showed up, although it did show up in a big way in the Patriots game, was their, their screen game. Like, they worked on incessantly almost their screen game all camp. So I expect to see more. That, that tunnel screen to, to Jalen Waddell, that's one of them. They have many more in the bag. They, they even have screens for, for our tight ends, okay? So that's what I'm expecting to come uh, here soon. And it'll be interesting to see when they trot it out. They already trotted one out with with Jalen Waddle, And we'll see what else they have. Uh, they have some really interesting stuff with, with their running backs as far as screens as well. As far as uh, what has surprised me negatively, um, that the that the... Andrew Van Ginkle inside linebacker stuff was actually for real. I thought it was just like a package that they had. and But I hope that Vic Fangio got a good dose of it, of of what he actually saw on, on Sunday and begins to get a little bit of religion. I don't think Andrew Van Ginkle is a Phil linebacker. He's an edge rusher, man. And, yeah, just play these guys that's designed. David Long is a good inside linebacker. It's a good Phil linebacker. Play him there. You know, and play Andrew Van Ginkle outside. Keep Jalen Phillips fresh, Bradley fre- Bradley Chubb fresh. You know, get that rotation going with those three guys, and I think the Dolphins will be better for it. You have anything? And else? then the other question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other question was, you know, there's always a game that surprises you and bites you in the ass during the course of a season. 
who do you think is going to pop up and just kind of surprise punch us in the face? Hmm, that's a really good question, which leads me to looking at the schedule. To look at Michael Parsons. Well, that game, I don't, I don't know how that game is going to surprise the Dolphins because they're going to be keyed up for that game. That's going to be, you know, that's going to be, that's Armageddon. Like everybody's going to have eyeballs on that game. Could be, yeah. Like, like if I had a sudden scene, I would say, yeah. Like it's a Super Bowl preview. Now, if I look at the roster, like what can surprise us? Like I don't think the Giants are very good. Like the Eagles are not going to surprise us. They're good. So, and we're going to play them on a Sunday night. That game, that crowd's going to be hot. That's going to be keyed up. Um, the Chiefs in 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 Germany, that's not going to surprise us. Uh, they just have a good defense, but they got Zach Wilson. That's not going to surprise us. I don't think the Raiders are very good. Uh, I'm. Uh, I think the Titans are not good. Okay, they might be injured by then. That's what always happens to them. Uh, the Jets, the Cowboys, the Cowboys are not gonna. That's not gonna surprise us. The Ravens are good, so they're not gonna surprise us. That leaves one team. That's December third at Washington Commanders. If you watch them play, they are very, very well coached. They have a really good front seven. They're good up front. That's an interesting team. I think they drafted well. Emmanuel Forbes is a guy that I liked, but I liked a lot in this uh, this draft class as far as cornerbacks. I had Cam Smith ahead of Emmanuel Forbes, but I did like Emmanuel Forbes a lot. Uh, he's paying off dividends. He's a really sticky type. Like he's he's a good player. Um, the Commanders, they're not a bad football team. Like they're gonna be hugging that eight nine win range. If they win nine in the NFC, they could be a playoff team. They're interesting and they're very well coached. And I like their front seven and their quarterback's not playing bad. Like Sam Howell's off to a pretty decent start here. So. Uh, I guess that's the team that could surprise Miami. Cool. All right, one last thing, and I'll, I'll get off here. The mm-hmm. Eric really does look like, you know, like I said, Debo light, but he got kind of stuffed at the backfield, but that looked like a missed block. Do you think they're really going to keep pushing to turn him into that? Because he really looks like he's got the, the tools and the skill set. That that missed at that past Duggar tip, that looked like it was going to be a touchdown too. So he, is he, you think he's progressing? You think he's going to be something? Yes, uh, I like I like everything about him as far as far as his his uh, mindset this this summer. This is a guy that was drafted in the in the fourth round. He expected to play some last year because if you remember, there was kind of a void past Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. There was a void past those two guys. Every job was up for grabs, and you know some people expected Cedric Wilson to win the job, but he didn't. Then he got injured, so then it was just you know if you want it, come get it. And he was essentially just redshirted. He, uh, I think he dressed once uh, the last game of the season. Wes Walker put him on ice. He thought that he wasn't ready. This year was a little bit different. This year he got run in the preseason. Uh, he got in in all the installs. He has a package for himself. And, yeah, I agree with the, the one where he got stuffed. Uh, they just missed a block. And guy came all the way down downhill, made a really nice tackle. But I do expect him to keep going to that well Um they have a lot of stuff in store for him. He's he's part of the offense. He's he's going to be important there. But I, I do expect them to throttle back a little bit on it because people are getting tape on it and then knowing to 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 sell on it as far to sell out on it. So I would say this: Is there a throwing element into this? I've seen him throw the football. He's okay. He's nowhere near as good as Cedric Wilson. 
but maybe Cedric Wilson now gets run, and maybe they have a throw in there. If teams are just going to come downhill on it, because it's a very low and slow developing play, right? So teams could come off of guys. If there's a throwing element, there could be a cheap touchdown in there somewhere. So, yeah, I expect them to keep going to it. And I I absolutely love the player. I think he's going to be a really good player for us for a very, very long time. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, If you have a question, all you got to do is just raise your hand and I bring you up. Uh, In the chat, there's uh, one question here. What defense does Denver run with Vance Joseph being the D.C.? Uh, He runs a very blitz-happy defense. It's a pressure five defense, very similar to what Fangio has run for a very long time. The only thing is that uh, Fangio's pressure packages are few and far between. Like He doesn't do it too much. Vance Joseph actually does call. Uh, a lot of blitzes, so like you're gonna see five guys. Now the way Tua throws the ball, you know, as far as you know, getting rid of it at 1.9 seconds, 2.1 seconds, that might mitigate most of that. And Vance Joseph might be playing himself into a big play. So I expect big things from the the pass offense this week. All right, as I bring you up, identify yourself. Hi, uh, MDrag21. I have uh, two questions, and I wanted to thank you. Uh, last week, you gave me the uh, bottle over prop, so very much appreciative on that. Mm-hmm. I want to know what prop you're looking at uh, this week that you like. And then secondly, uh, when we start playing some better receivers, maybe not this week, but next week, uh, we have uh, will, will X be shadowing, or would he st- uh, be sticking on a side? I think he sticks on a side in this defense. I don't know if he'll shadow, but you never know. Vic Fangio has a vast bag. He'll 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 think something up. So who knows? Maybe he does travel, but this defense is not designed for him to travel, as far as I know. As far as a prop, there's one that I absolutely love for Sunday. Okay, and I don't care if if Jalen Phillips plays or not. Sacks. I see. I've seen. Three and a half as the over under, and you can buy that and get like plus two fifty. I can't say which site it is because it's not a sponsor, but I think the baseline is two point five sacks. Take the over; they could have five or six sacks. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries, and with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
this week. Russell Wilson sometimes just uh, scrambles his way into sacks. Uh, he's the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. I think that continues on Sunday, although I think he'll play well. I think he'll play all right. Uh, that offense actually has been good. So that's the prop I like. You got anything else? Yeah, just following up. I, I heard you say that you were you were concerned with Washington's defense, mm-hmm. and uh, in the first half last week, Denver really put it to Washington's defense. Yeah. I didn't necessarily watch the game, but uh, are we concerned with the letdown, even though it's their first home game? Um, I, I don't think so because of what I said at the top of the show. Like this is a revenge game for like half the team already. <laughs> you know, like everybody wants to make a point in this game. Like, you know, this is. Like, this is one of those games that you actually circled, no matter how good or bad that team may be. So, yeah, I don't think there's going to be a letdown. I think the Dolphins are going to be extremely keyed up for this game. It's going to be a whiteout. They're going to be in their all-whites. It's a 1 o'clock game. Like, it's the stage is set for them, and they should perform. But Denver's a, a pretty talented team that is underperforming. Let's just say that. All right, there's uh, another question here in the chat. Are we going to blitz Russell Wilson a lot? Seems like seems like he's lost a step. He's actually played all right as far as blitzing him. It's never really been advisable to blitz him, um, you know. But maybe some pressure five stuff might be by might be might be worth doing. Um, their offensive line, you know, has holes in it. Uh, Mike McGlinchey is a good run blocker. He hasn't been all that great in pass pro. I think this is a guy that you could get wins against. Uh, Garrett Bowles is really good. But um, up the middle, you know, they're not particularly strong. I understand Quinn Miners has a pretty good fan base. He has a good PR department. Um, as far as their talent, Cortland Sutton's a really, really good player. We know Jerry Judy's a nice player. And Marvin Mims is a guy I loved coming out of Oklahoma. And he just had a monster game. They're talented on offense, but our defense should get to him. They give up sacks. So if they get him on the ground, they should go. that should go a long way toward winning. All right, there's a couple of more questions, and then uh, maybe we could get out of here. Uh, do you think they'll try someone other than Apple as our third cornerback before Ramsey comes back? I think it's a matter of time when to um, till Cam Smith actually takes over that spot. Uh, I thought it was a great sign that he was played in the most prominent special teams role against the Patriots. Uh, special teams is not something that Cam Smith did a lot of at South Carolina. Then he's played on Sunday Night Football in some of the most prominent spots and had a great game. And he had a great game against Matthew Slater, of all people. Uh, by the way, everybody talking about, oh, that's illegal. It was not illegal. You're allowed to block people out of bounds. You just can't re-engage them out of bounds. But you could shadow them. So, Cam Smith was absolutely, absolutely great on special teams. That's a really good sign. And that's the first sign toward him getting actual snaps on the defense. Um, I think before Ramsey comes back, Cam Smith starts. Uh, opposite of, of X in... In our in our nickel package with Kohu remaining in the nickel. Um, let me see any other questions. Yeah, uh, uh, this guy and I like your name by the way. Your name is Tua Jujitsu. Tua Jitsu. Late to the party. My question is, what is A Chain ceiling this year? He has been limited limited in action, but the Ackman injury opens the door. Absolutely, his contribution in the passing game I think could be big. I think. Uh, it could start this week because I don't think Ackman's going to play. I don't think Savon Ackman's going to play this week. So uh, there's going to be 
a big gaping hole in the in the passing game there for for him to actually fill. So Savan Ahmed, I think, could actually well not Savan Ahmed, um, Devon A Chain could actually be I don't know, in a deep league, would you pick him up for fantasy? Because he's a guy that could actually maybe give you three carries, 19 yards, but five receptions for 65 and a touchdown. Like, that's a playable player for the bottom of your roster in fantasy. The reason I say that is because I picked him up today. So, And I win at fantasy football. So I'm not playing him, but I'm keeping an eye on him. In the passing game, he could be huge. So, yes. As far as a runner, I don't see it yet. Uh, all right. Next question. Um, Capstern asks, if TA plays, that's Teron Armstead, your gut check, is Lamb going to right tackle? I don't think so. I think that they're going to give Austin Jackson every single opportunity. I think they don't see a reason yet to go to Lamb at right tackle, but it's a good problem to have. You have a capable player that you could plug in. So they're in good shape there right as of right now. All right, uh, Terry asks, is Lamb equally good at right tackle as he is at left tackle? He's mostly played right tackle in the pros. So, yeah, and he feels as if he, he is. Uh, he just wants the reps at right tackle in practice, and I'm pretty sure that they will give it to him, although we don't know because all these practices are closed now. So you don't you don't know who's getting what as far as reps. Um all right, here's another question. Alf, which 0-2 team do you see making the playoffs if you have to pick one? Hmm. Chargers? And, man, that's, you know, <laughs> it's popular to say, oh, you know, uh, Justin Herbert, you know, but that team, man, there's no way they're going to be this talented and not make the playoffs. But I'm going to try to give you another answer. Let me see if there's somebody else, Okay. And let's go through all the 0-2 teams. Patriots are garbage. Uh, the Chargers are the ones that I'm looking at. Broncos, I think they're they're better. They're more talented, but they're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, the Bengals, 0-2. That's probably it right there. Like, that's the best bet to make the playoffs, but it's too easy to say the Bengals. You know, although I don't think that they're going to have a big win-loss record. Like, you know, 12 wins, that's not going to happen. Like, I think they sneak in as the seventh seed this year. Uh, that team is flawed. In the NFC, the Cardinals are 0-2. They're terrible. Uh, I think they're going to get the ones. The, they're going to get the the first pick overall. Uh, Vikings are 0-2. They're not terrible, but they lack talent on defense. Bears are 0-2 and they're bad. And the Panthers are 0-2 and they got a rookie quarterback that is absolutely clueless right now. They're not going to be very good. So I guess the Vikings and the Bengals are probably the best bet. To make the playoffs at, from 0-2. But neither which will have a big season. Alright, any update on Nick Needham? Is Brooks going to get any time? Well, Brooks is on, is in is in uniform. So, it stands to reason that he might get some carries here soon. Now that Savan Ackman is likely not going to play on Sunday. Maybe Brooks sneaks in there with a few carries. Like, that's entirely possible. I believe that. As far as Nick Needham... Uh, I think we're in the same spot that we were in camp. You know, uh, week six is probably a good time to start, you know, looking for him to start practicing. But, you know, we don't know. And 
it is oh it's always a bad sign when he's not spotted um I, i'm gonna begin to ask around to see if anybody's watched him uh, actually you know rehab or anything like that um if he if you start spotting him at practice running on the side that's gonna be a good sign but Week six, no hard information, just very, very soft information in in that regard that week six is probably when you can see him start practicing. Uh, but he is expected back this year. Uh, but we heard that before. All right. Um, all right, here's another one. Alf, you mentioned, very big crowd here in this room, by the way. This is pretty cool. Alf, you mentioned plays you were excited about in camp that you couldn't share. Have we seen any of those yet that you can tell us about? Yes, you've seen several. Okay, you saw the other. You saw that short motion skinny post to Tyreek in game one. Uh, that was something I was pretty excited about because I have never seen that before. Like I never saw somebody use short motion to widen the safety and then just and since Tyreek is so fast that you just cross his face by running a post at him. Like that's just not something you see every day. Like who the hell uses short motion? To widen the safety and just widening him by two or three yards makes up the 20 yards that Tyreek has to run to him to cross his face. Like, that's just brilliant stuff. Uh, the other stuff I can't talk about, it's mostly screen stuff. I did see that tunnel screen. That was one that I, I saw and I got pretty excited about. Uh, all the other stuff was all that Ezukama runs and all those end arounds to Ezukama. Like, you've seen those. So, you've kind of seen most of it. Uh, there's a couple of things left in the bag that should be coming out shortly all right here's another question are jonathan taylor rumors going to start next week again or will it start again in late october any idea if colt's delirious as asks have come back to earth uh, i doubt it i'm pretty certain that they're going to start asking for the moon again and if that's the case then the dolphins will not be players um Will they be rumors again? Absolutely, because that's what the media does. And an agent is going to probably want to get it out there that my guy, I want my guy to play elsewhere. I don't want him to play under Jim Mercer. So a lot of those rumors will be started in-house. And when I mean in-house, I mean the players camp. So absolutely, I expect some movement on that. Do I expect them to be traded? Absolutely not. If their disposition in trading Jonathan Taylor is that they need not only equal value but more than equal value. Then no, you're not a you're not a serious person. You're not seriously negotiating, and we don't have a trade. Uh, it's as simple as that. All right, Cap Stern says, "Who is the last undefeated team this year?" I'm telling you who it can be. If Miami beats Buffalo next week, Miami will be the last undefeated team in the NFL. Okay, all right. So <laughs> I'll tell you there right there. Uh, yeah, some people are chiming in that it has to be the Bengals or the Vikings as far as an 0-2 team, team that makes the playoffs. Uh, I guess this is not a question, but it's a, it's, it's a statement. Uh, Tua Jitsu writes, uh, Fields is dumb as rocks. That was an odd press conference. I've never seen anything like that. And for the people saying, oh, yeah, let, just let him wing it. No, no, he plays quarterback. Quarterback is about, uh, and I think Chris Coffin said it best in the main in the in the main room on OnlyFans when he said, "Quarterback is about information. It's a brainy position. If you don't understand what you're looking at, you can't play in this league. Simple as that." And Justin Fields, man, uh, maybe a, a change of scenery is what he needs. But we are 
so close to bust territory. You know you're in bust territory when you're a pseudo-fantasy football stud just because of the way you play, and now you're bad at that too. So, yeah, um, bust alert is is going around. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually surprised that that's actually a thing because I like his makeup as far as a passer. Uh, he's actually a worse player, a worse passer here in Chicago than he's ever been and he ever was. At Ohio State, like he he never had this these inaccuracy issues at Ohio State. He's he's awful now. All right, um, Jeff, uh, this guy writes uh, Jeff Wilson on the way to Week Five. That's true. Any news on Ryan Hayes getting back to our practice squad? I don't know. Uh, that saga has been interesting. I would bring him back. Like that's that's you know, bring him back immediately. All right. Uh, let me see anything else. Um, somebody asked, can Simon start reviewing college kickers? Yeah, we got to do that soon. Okay. As soon as your field goal kicker can't kick 50 yard field goals, he becomes a liability from 50. It's time to start replacing your field goal kicker. It's the year 2023. Everybody has a field goal kicker that could kick, kick it from 50. Look at that, uh, that kid from that Dallas guy. He looks shaky too. I saw him and I put it. So I had, I drafted him in the last round of my fantasy draft and I played him as my kicker. That Aubrey, whatever, what the hell's his name? I don't even know his name. It's the Dallas Cowboys kicker. Aubrey. Let me look up his name. What the hell's his name? Brandon Aubrey. Brandon Aubrey. Who the hell is Brandon Aubrey? But, you know, it was the last round of my fantasy draft, and I'm like, who's Dallas's kicker this year? Brandon Aubrey? Give me Brandon Aubrey. And he looked kind of shaky to me against the Giants. Did you see him last week against the Jets? 55-yarder with leg despair. That thing would have been good from 70. Okay? Uh, they found that guy at what? At the XFL or the USFL or wherever the hell they found him. We're going to have to do that next year. Okay? And to be honest with you, I'd, I'd be looking now. Okay? We can't kick 50 yarders anymore. That's done. It's it's a sad state of affairs, but it is what it is. Um, uh, there's a few more questions, and then I'll, I'll get all these questions, and then we'll call it a show here. All right, this question says, Alf, which current young QB in the league would you take a flyer on similar to the last situation? What, that's available? Um, that's available? Bailey Zappi? Um, although he was available out there, he was cut. And nobody picked him up. Bailey Zappi's a guy that I find interesting, you know, in a Brock Purdy kind of way. He looks like a really good game manager. Like, he's a guy I wouldn't mind as a as a backup. Um, please comment on Jason Sanders and Connor Williams' situation. Well, I already commented on Jason Sanders. Connor Williams, man, this is, it's it's concerning. Jesus Christ, like, we, we fumbled a, a victory formation snap this week. Like, this is not good. And this is happening, like, two or three times a game now. You know, it's 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 an adventure. So, I don't know. Like, I think we're one consequential play away from Connor Williams kicking out to left left guard, and we're having a, a new center. Um, and like CK said, an emergency trade. Like, they might have to use a pick on a guy that could actually start and play at center. All right, two games in. Early guess, what position we go with first pick in the next draft? Damn, we're talking draft. I would say defensive line. Good bet. Is always defensive line. 
right on a scale of one to ten how worried are you about the hand uh, the handoff issues between yeah i'm very worried between quarterback and center the quarterback center exchange very worried it's having every, it's happening every single game you know uh jp asks, just go to inner miami session to scout a kicker during your free time yeah might as well right you know uh let me see thoughts on the one pass Tua seems to throw a game that ends up in an interception yeah the yellow throw he's elite but seems to always be one throw that he throws up yeah is he has that one yolo throw a game he has to get rid of that and i'm pretty certain he understands that he has to stop making those type of throws in these games okay they haven't it hasn't cost them anything yet but it can down the road all right and this is the last one that i'll take how hard is it to transition from center on one team to the next mid-season what position is easiest to transition from and which outside of probably quarterback is the hardest the hardest to transition to is probably wide receiver because you have to learn an entire route tree. You have to learn all the t- terminology. And they're not changing it for you unless your name is Tyreek Hill. And you're not going to get Tyreek Hill at midseason. So as far as center, you know, I think they could simplify things for him because you know, there's just so few things that centers have to do. And I think one skull session, if you, if you get a really smart guy, uh, a smart center should pick up on an entire system very, very, very quickly. Because it's only like two or three things that a center has to worry about on every single play. While other guys on the offensive line only have to worry about one thing. So it's a brainy position. But if you get a smart guy, you could really adapt them very quickly. Centers usually are the smartest guys on the team. So besides quarterback. So, all right, guys. Thank you all who participated. It was a pretty big crowd in here. There must be a winning team in town, huh? All right, we will talk to you again next week. We do this every single Wednesday. See you then. Thanks for listening to OnlyFans Q&A Live.